everybody, this is Daniela Parcel. As I'm sure you've noticed, we do not have an episode of Today on Broadway this morning, but I'm still here with a quick theater throwback for you guys. Today, we are looking back at the Broadway production of Subways Are for Sleeping, which opened at the St. James Theater on December 21st, 1961. Written by Julie Stein, Betty Comden, and Adolph Green, Subways Are for Sleeping follows a magazine writer named Angie McKay as she goes undercover for a story about a group of well-dressed men who happily lead homeless lives in New York City. She ends up falling for the leader, Tom, and of course, when he finds out her true identity, drama and trouble ensues. Probably the most interesting thing about the show was its advertisements. From the beginning, Subways Are For Sleeping floundered at the box office. One reason for this was that the New York City Transit Authority refused to post ads on buses and trains out of fear that it seemed like they were condoning sleeping on subways. With little publicity and just two preview performances, the musical opened in December. People did not care for this show. Word of mouth wasn't great, and reviews were largely negative, but producer David Merrick found a way around all of this criticism. Instead of parading around poll quotes from the actual reviewers, which wouldn't have helped the show at all, Merrick and his press agent went through his phone book and found seven men whose names matched those of prominent New York theater critics. He invited them to see the show, then convinced them to let him use their names in an ad for the show. The final product was sent to all of the major New York papers. It boasted that seven out of seven New York critics were ecstatically unanimous about Subway's Offer Sleeping. Then it listed quotes from all of these critics, who, of course, were actually random men from the phone book. On the ad, phone book Howard Taubman called it one of the few great musical comedies of the last 30 years. The actual Howard Taubman wrote the opposite in his New York Times review, calling it dull, vapid, and stumbling as if it suffered from somnambulism. It was misleading, but technically not false, which I guess is the point. Along with these quotes were pictures of these so-called critics, and this is where David Merrick and his press team got caught. An editor noticed that the photo next to Richard Watts was a black man, when in reality, Watts was white. She notified the other papers of this, and everyone except for the Herald Tribune had time to pull the ad. Believe it or not, this stunt did help out the show a little bit, and it was able to run for another six months. The ad may not have reached as many people as David Merrick hoped, but that little bit of false positivity, as well as the sheer ridiculousness of the stunt, saved the show from flopping quite as hard as it could have. Subways Are For Sleeping has not been seen on Broadway since this run in the 60s and is not often produced elsewhere, but if you're interested, there is a cast album in case you want to hear some more from the show. Also this week in history, on December 25th, 2012, the film adaptation of Les Mis hit movie theaters, and on that same day in 2014, another movie musical, Into the Woods, officially opened. On December 26, 1927, the original Broadway production of Showboat opened, and on December 28, 1976, a revival of Fiddler on the Roof hit Broadway, starring the show's original Tevye. 
Finally, on December 30, 1926, Maureen Dallas Matkin's new play Chicago opened. This play would resurface about 50 years later when the musical adaptation of the same name premiered. That is all for this week. Thanks everybody for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Daniela Parcell and on Instagram at Daniela Parcell I will be back with another theater throwback for you guys in the new year. Mm-hmm.